It's an, it's eleven eleven on the dot. Ooh. It's eleven eleven on ten eleven eleven. It's math. <laughs> Shouts out to M Natural. Shouts out to Adrian. Yeah. Uh. Lounging on the rooftop. rooftop. Phone off, listening to Tupac. Tupac. The baseline's beating as the groove knocks. Nah. I'm sipping on Hennessy on two rocks. My mind's still working around the clock, trying to keep me ahead of hatred and plots. To, the city's man. a jungle, these snakes is gators and crocs. Soon as I'm bolting the door, these niggas is picking the lock. Malcolm at the window with the K, wishing the nigga would get brave. Theater student, I see you bringing the drama my way. I direct you, cast the asshole. Press play. Passing by, blasting miles, miles high. Roach niggas turn Ricky when I drive by. Why must I be like that? Why must I chase the cat? Why must I see those thighs? Lose my mind when she slow winds. Ain't nothing wrong with the bumping grind. I give a fuck about location. I need a quick fix, instant gratification. Concentration. Your father had Alzheimer's. I hope that shit skips our generation. So I'm just living like I won't remember. Doing shit that I won't forget. And when I roll and stroll down memory roll, regret is an emotion I can't recollect. I can't recollect. You niggas is grown, so put the hate on the shelf. If you go numb to the feeling, fuck it, I'm feeling myself. Grown, so put the hate on the shelf If you go numb to the feeling Call me the shit that you sniff Get a big whiff of the goodness And after that baby strip I'ma so stroke through the middle Don't let your backbone slip Good morning Good morning How's everybody doing? This is episode 5 Of the Rojo Show. I'm sorry, I just had to move the microphone a little bit. Let me turn that mic down a little bit. Mic's a little hot. So, um, today's Tuesday. Today's Tuesday, right? Yeah, today's Tuesday. Yeah, today's Tuesday, June 23rd, 2015. Star date. Um, happy to be here. Sun is shining. It's a beautiful day. Um, I've done absolutely squat so far. Um, probably gonna go to the gym. Probably gonna go into the city and do some stuff later. Stop by my parents' house. Um, might grab a drink in the city tonight, actually, too. Maybe. I don't know. But, um, episode five of the Rojo Show podcast um, want to start off by saying a very, 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 very sincere thank you to everyone who has, number one, listened to the podcast. Um, I really, really appreciate it. I really, um, especially like repeat listeners or even first time listeners, even if you listen to it, even if you listen to it one time and you like, you know what? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not fucking with this. That's fine too. I, that's an honest opinion. It's not for everybody. Everything's not for everybody. And I'm not like one of these people that if you don't like what I like, or if you don't like what I'm putting out, I'm going to feel some certain way about you. Well, I am, but I'm not going to hold it against you. Like it's not, we couldn't have coffee. 
I'm not gonna make up like some vulgar term for you, other than one that's like already out there, but nothing original. But you know, um, but yes, thank you for everybody who has tuned in. It's not tuning in. That's just something we're used to saying for radio talk. But thank you for everybody who has clicked on my Facebook or has gotten that text about the SoundCloud. Or however you come to the Rojo show, I'm glad you're here. And I appreciate your ears and your attention. Because there's a lot of shit that can grab your attention right now. And these podcasts ain't short. So the fact that you have an hour plus to give to me is awesome. Um, And I really, really appreciate it. And please know that I am... uh, there's 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 a decent amount of thought that goes into it. I mean, I do like to kind of come into it, you know, just with my just with my mitts and <clears throat> feel it out <clears throat> MMA style. Um, but there is some thought that goes into it. Um, there are things that I watch that I necessarily don't really want to watch just so I can kind of talk about it and give an opinion on it. Um, but on that note, I'd also like for you guys to maybe send me some stuff. So. Um, if you're on the Rojo Facebook page, you can go ahead and comment on the Rojo, the, the, any other stuff. You can make make a post or you can comment on the show and I'll read it that way. Um, you can hit me on Twitter. You can hit me on Instagram. Um, but yeah, if you have something you want to talk about, please, by all means, send me an email or hit me on one of those social media things so we can we can bring it to the cast so we can bring it to whoever's listening. Um. Of course, I look at the stats on SoundCloud and all of my podcasts, all of them are over 50 listens, except the short one. Oh, oh, oh. So all of y'all that was talking about, you know what? They Maybe they too long. The 30 minute one, nobody's effing with it. Everybody's kind of, you know, looking for that substance, looking for that long stroke pause. <laughs> But yeah, thank you for everybody that's listened to the podcast. And please, please, please tell a friend. Pass it on. Don't don't keep the goodness to yourself. Once you once you find out where the man is with the big bags, you gotta pass it on. You gotta say, hey, I know where the man with the big bags is. Y'all need to stop where y'all getting that from and come get this rawness over here. Um Okay, so I got some topics, of course. Um, I'll give you a little roadmap. As my d- debate friends will, will will know and recognize, a roadmap is kind of just telling you what what, what topics we're going to touch on. Um, so I'm a, I'm gonna I'm gloss over the SC shooting reactions. I really don't want to talk about the SC shootings that much. Like it's like I'm really not trying to be an extension of your Facebook page. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be. I don't want to be something that you've already seen before if it is i'm gonna I'm a touch on it like as soon as it happens and then if like some other wild shit attached to it happens then i might get in on that you know like i'm gonna do like like now i did the the event and now i'm gonna do the reactions to the event and then i guess if like i guess i'll have to say something if he's like convicted or when he starts going to court or something like that but i'm really not trying to dwell on this bullshit like i'm really trying to move on and get to some more positive, some more interactive stuff with the with the podcast and with information in general. Um, this is episode five. I kind of said that by episode 10, I would be on iTunes. 
that might still happen, maybe. Um, but definitely by episode 10, I want to have some guests on. I'd like to have a, well, I mean, I, I want to do the, today's Tuesday. I'd like to do the next one Thursday, maybe every other, I don't, uh, I don't like every, other, every two days. I don't know, but I don't like doing them on Friday. So I might have to play with that. I don't know. I'm not sure. Anyway, I'd like to get a guest on before my 10th episode too. I'd like to definitely do that. So if I don't get a, uh, a guest, if I'm not on iTunes by my 10th episode, I definitely want to have a guest on by my 10th episode to still keep those viewers going up. You know, I like hearing myself talk. I think so far people have been responsive to hearing me talk, but I'd also like to get somebody else on here so I can kind of bounce some ideas off of them, you know, so I can kind of um, maybe get put in my place on some shit, maybe put some people in their place on some shit. I'm open to anything, you know, I'm like a blank canvas. I'm like a, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to use too many of those metaphors. I'm like an empty jug. I'm like a dumb motherfucker. <laughs> Just teach me, teach me some shit and fill me up. <laughs> but no. Uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, the SC shooting reactions, I'm gonna mess with that for a little bit. Um, Diddy, <laughs> Diddy got arrested <laughs> for, uh, roughing up the UCLA football coach. We're going to talk about that. And that's going to lead us into some other stuff about true detective, that's going to lead us into some stuff about bullying. And that'll probably that'll probably bring us in right around an hour. You know, if not, I'll freestyle some shit for y'all to keep it hot. But, you know, that should that should really get it. So, OK, um, SC shooting reactions. I'm going to start with Jon Stewart. Um, because that one got a lot of attention from a lot of different people. And listen, Jon Stewart is that dude. And I really liked what he had to say. I really thought it was sincere. I really thought that he talked on some, he, he spoke poignantly on some things. And it was good for him to like really, um, you know, in his words, kind of stop the jokes because it's not funny. Um, and it, it bordered, it bordered on a little overacting. Let's just keep it real. It kind of bordered on, kind of bordered on some overacting. Let's not act like Jon Stewart doesn't have writers, okay? He talks about the writers all the time. I'm sure this was a true and honest emotion from him. I'm not playing that at all. I'm not saying he wasn't sincere at all. I'm not saying that when his team came to him and was like, listen, John, this might be the direction we want to go with this. He wasn't like, you know what? I was thinking the same thing. I've got some stuff on that, too. Blah, 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 blah. I believe all of that. I'm just saying, let's not forget that aspect of it. It's not like he's going up there on his own. It was like, you know what, guys? I'm going to take this one on my own. I'm going to kick this one from the heart. I don't think. If so, he needs. They need to come out with it. He said shit that he should have said that part too, um, or maybe he shouldn't. Have. I mean, whatever. I'm just saying. Let's not forget he has writers, and let's not just be like, oh my god, John Stewart. That was such a, that was so meaningful. And and also, let's not forget that it's John Stewart. What did we expect him to say? Did we expect him to come out and say anything other than what the moderate to radical leftist would say? I mean, dare I say that Jon Stewart is the exact antithesis of Fox News, right? Like Bill O'Reilly, 
Like, whereas the right, the majority of right wingers are older white males with these conservative views. And I mean, the left wing has to be in some case. I mean, Obama is an aberration, but the left wing primarily is made up of younger, cooler, (laughs) I mean, more uh, independent thinkers more people that are sensitive to the thoughts and the the plights of minorities. So, I mean, what what did we really expect from John Stewart? It was really good. I really it was really well written and well delivered, but let's not forget that he has writers and let's not forget who the source was. If now if Bill O'Reilly came out and said that shit or Rush Limbaugh, you know what? You know what? You know what? It's really, a, it's really a shame what they did down there in South Carolina. Can't believe it. Then we would be, we should be posting that on our page. But that's what, that's what John Stewart was supposed to say. Am I wrong? Let me know. Um, I mean, Dame Dash has something to say about it. Dame Dash is getting a lot of press right now because he's making himself known. Things I noticed about Dame Dash: every conversation he has. No matter what the topic is, he finds a way to talk about himself. Some would say it's a talent. Others would say it's a sign of being a fucking uh, sociopath. But every time you ask him a question, in some way it comes back to him. Which is cool. I mean, if he's... And if it weren't for some very unfortunate situations, Dame Dash could really be in politics. Like I would have him I, in some ways. I would rather have him speak for me than Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton. If, if for no other reason, um, I think Jesse had something to do with Martin Luther King Jr. getting killed. <laughs> Let's keep it all the way funky. <laughs> and, um, uh, fucking Al Sharpton, he has become such a, like, such just a, a gopher for the, like, 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 let's not, let's not think it's a coincidence that he's on Fox News, too. That when they get a, pl- a black perspective, a lot of times that's the motherfucker they bring in. A lot of times that's on purpose. Because they know that he speaks, they, he speaks from a, a old, kind of old man on the porch banging his stick get off my grass type of thought process and and age and 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 sensibility and at least dame dash is younger and has a sense of the new type of racism and the new sense like what 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 current minorities more specifically african americans are dealing with on a day-to-day basis because Al Sharpton doesn't consider it a civil right for us to sag our jeans, but it is within reason. Within reason, it's a civil right for us to sag our jeans. Now, if you have to, if your shit is at your knees, right? This is okay. Let's go into a little fashion moment. Fashion moments. Okay. So if you're going to sag your jeans, right? There's like a comfortable little area, okay? I like to keep my jeans one to like right around the top of my butt crack, no homo. Pause. 
Like, that's where I usually like to keep my jeans. If I'm carrying something, of course, they might go a little lower than that. Or if I'm intoxicated, they seem to get a little lower. But they are never to the point where I have to, like, adjust my walk to, like, walk, like, with my legs spread apart. No. My jeans are always at a comfortable level to where if somebody say, Hey, nigga, run! I can, like, and take off. If your jeans are around your your knees, you got, like, you got unloosing your belt. You got to pull them up because you can't just pull them up. It's just too much. Right above the butt crack is where I keep mine. Within two two inches either way. Because, you know, sometimes you got to pull them up if you're going to sit down or if you squat and get some. And then sometimes they just go a little lower. But never lower than that. But that Al Sharpton does not understand that. Al Sharpton wears a suit every day. Before he wore a suit, he wore jogging suits because he was fat. And then when he was a kid, he wore dress shoes everywhere. So, because he dressed like most of our, our grandfathers at this point. So, Dame Dash, I mean, he's, I don't know. He, he I, I, I like to hear him speak on shit. I don't always like to know that he's going to kick it off with like, well, you know, the way I see it in my life, everybody don't have your life, Dame. Okay. Everybody's mother didn't everybody's mother didn't take them to modeling shoots and kind of have some dough for them growing up already. And then when she dies, leave them some dough to I mean, even I mean, even if you're not going to use it wisely, I mean, any any guy, any person knows you need money to start a business, even if that business is illegal and in the late 80s mainly consists of possibly selling crack. I mean, you got a starter kit. You had the cash fund to, you had the Kickstarter to start it. So when you say shit like, you know, you, you never had a boss and all this kind of stuff, you kind of should be looked at as a trust fund baby in some ways. Like you kind of came with some dough to kind of keep yourself going. And you had, I'm not saying you didn't have any street smarts about it. You definitely parlayed some situations and made some things happen on a business level i'm not doubting your business genius but don't make it seem like you were necessarily a rags to riches story you were kind of like you were kind of like a nice cloth to riches not definitely not a rags to riches though definitely not um so that's that. And then, okay, so Russell Simmons had real some real uh, something real cool to say, too. Something real interesting. Because a lot of these people out of... I'm, I'm, I don't mean to... I wish I had, like, some shots fired right now. But a lot of people are going to shy away from the racial aspect of this conversation. Black people, too. Okay. Not all black people, especially ones that are quote unquote famous or quote unquote have something to lose. A lot of them are going to give a PC answer as well. Now, there's also this thing that they're doing where they're giving a PC answer that they feel is still addressing some issue in the community. In this case, it is saying that, you know, well, before we deal with the racism from white people, we need to take care of the racism that we're doing for ourselves, you know? Like, you know, all the black-on-black crime, like, that way outweighs the white-on-black crime Well, any of these police officers are shootings. Shut the fuck up, okay? 
I'm talking to ASAP Rocky. I'm talking to Dame Dash, who said some dumbass shit like that. I'm talking about any nigga who, in any person who is a, who is using that as some kind of shield. And Russell Simmons had a perfect explanation of why. Okay, because the police have no problem. The justice system has no problem locking up the fucking black on black crime. Okay, they got first forty eight for that shit. There's no problem with the, you know, when Johnny and Tyrone shoot each other, Johnny and Tyrone, Tyrone is dead and Johnny take his ass to prison for life. We know that that happens all the time. That's not the issue. The issue, as I've said for a long time, is what happens to these cops, even if they get fired, even if they get fired and they don't face any jail time, what happens to them? They end up getting some construction job. They end up working in some union where they still making, you know, $65,000, $70,000 a year. Driving a Ford pickup truck to and from the site. Getting drunk at the bar. After a long day, getting drunk at the bar. I used to be a cop. I shot a fucking nigga. And now I'm living high on the fucking hog as a construction worker. Like, what really happens even if they lose their job? Nothing. Even if they go on administrative leave, that's nothing. They need jail time. They've committed a crime. That's what we're talking about. That's the outrage. The outrage is not the amount of time or the amount of the, the amount of incidents. The, the outrage is what happens to the incidents. And I, I appreciate Russell Simmons for coming out and saying that shit. Cause he, I mean, I don't know. It's just like, like this, right? Like this time that we're in right now, I don't want to say like black people kind of have a blank check, but we definitely should have the freedom to speak very frankly and very honestly about how we feel about the way things are happening and the way things are going and the way we're being treated right now. We should definitely be able to voice honest and open opinions about that shit because the shit that's going on right now is really borderline. Like, I don't think... I don't, I, I'm going to keep a count. Today is Tuesday. Today is Tuesday, June 23rd. What is the over-under... On the amount of racial issues, specifically between black and white people, that will happen in the next week. Brand new ones. Not the pool incident, not nothing that unfolds from an incident that we've already heard about. A new one. I'm gonna keep a tally. Cause I feel like I feel like it's open season on African Americans. And regardless of not, I don't, I, I really, I don't like really using the term African-Americans because I think black people is a very specific term. I think blacks are, I mean, Mexican-Americans, African-Americans, although it's a, it's a bad term because it assumes, I guess it's, it, I guess it's okay in some ways because it's a, it assumes that people of color come from somewhere on that continent and are part American. Which I guess I could see, 
Um, I mean, it still sucks that you have to be associated with the biggest continent on on the planet and you can't really distinguish what part of that continent. But I guess if you're going to give us the continent, we're going to take it. I prefer the term black because it's strong. And I think it speaks specifically to the people that were the descendants of slaves, because we may not know. We may not know. Where on Africa we came from, but we definitely know we came here in chains. So I think black people are the descendants of people who came to this country enslaved. Uh, At any rate, um, I'll admit, I totally forgot where I was going with that. But I think it's open season and I think it's I, I get real uncomfortable with some of the things that I see. Um, The, the multiple. Vi- <coughs> Sorry. I wasn't even smoking yet. Pause for some water. That's all I'm drinking. I'm just drinking water. Uh, I was rolling in that first, uh, however long it's been. I don't know. Anyway. um, Have y'all seen the fucking KFC man is back? Colonel Sanders is back walking around. I thought everybody agreed that that was like some racist shit. Like I thought we all agreed that Colonel Sanders, number one, didn't never fry no chicken, okay? He didn't fry no chicken. His black servant cook bitch uh, fried the chicken. Colonel Sanders never touched no chicken, number one. So it wasn't his recipe. That's clear. So it was stolen. There was all. I thought it was like all kinds of lawsuits against KFC. That's why they can't call it Kentucky Fried or they don't call it Kentucky Fried Chicken because it's not really chicken. It's those things that are in cages with no beaks and no wings or like no, no feathers or and no feet. But big, big, fat legs and thighs, and they almost come out original recipe already. Like they got the cage on it, say original recipe, and they got another cage that say extra crispy. But he's just walking around willy nilly like it's all good. Like, like the slaves ain't free. Really uncomfortable, guys. I don't know. So yeah, that's that. Hopefully, that's all I'm gonna talk about on the SC shootings. I don't really want to talk about it anymore. Um, I'm kind of over it, but I mean, I'm not over it. I don't want to sound insensitive about it like like that. Like I'm just like moving on from it. But uh, I don't, I don't know. I want to talk about some other shit, honestly. So um, hold on. Di- so Diddy got arrested. Number one. Why does Diddy think he can just run up on everybody? Like, why does he think he can just, like, resort to violence? That's not nice. You just run up on Steve Stout. You run up on, um, uh, you hit Drake in the eye last, and he getting old. Like, Drake is, I mean, Diddy's like 45 or something. How old is Diddy? I'm gonna look that up. I'm gonna keep talking, but I'm gonna look up how old Diddy is. So, apparently, so Diddy's son, Justin, um, Sean Combs age <coughs> not agent nigga. Google is not as smart as it for yeah exactly I, I hit it on the head boy hit it on the head okay so um Diddy is 45 still running up on cats that's what's up he he kept himself in shape he probably be on gluten free and be cutting his carbs but um so Diddy's son and this is okay this is what I want to uh 
this is what else I want to look up. So average size for defensive end. Uh, 6'3", 255. Okay. I know this is a little annoying, but this is going to all make sense in a second. It's going to all make sense in two seconds. I'm going to talk about that Confederate flag shit, too. Um, okay. Two seconds. Okay. Just give me one second. Okay. Defensive back. That's what it is. Okay. So, average size for a defensive back. Uh, <laughs> real okay, okay, <laughs> okay. So this is what I want to talk about. This is this is how it's gonna all make sense, and I'll probably edit out that little pause. I don't give a fuck. I'm not worried editing out shit. Okay, so Diddy just got arrested for roughing up the coach of one of the football coaches at UCLA, where his son Justin goes to school. Um, doesn't matter if it's a scholarship or not. I doubt it. Most of these rich cats is like turning down scholarships because they know they they can pay for it. I know that's what uh, I know that's what Denzel Washington did. I could see Snoop maybe not doing it. My son earned it. My son isled it, isled it. But um, so did he got arrested for roughing up one of the coaches? It doesn't say if it's. It says the head coach. We don't really know if it's the head coach. They head coach is old as shit. So I hope not. But. Um, apparently Diddy was at the practice first mistake, um, and was watching the coach ride his son, um, during the whole practice. Say he was yelling at him. He was really, you know, on him, blase, blase, blah, possibly second mistake by the coach. (coughs) Diddy comes to the coach's office, apparently with a kettlebell. And whatever, whatever ensues, I guess eventually, of course, they get separated and Diddy ends up getting arrested. And he says he's not commenting until more of the issues come out because he's probably just going chill and not say nothing. He's probably thinking that this is something that they can resolve between themselves. And it only got this big because um, they're famous, blah, 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 whatever. Okay. Um, parents really shouldn't be at practice like that, especially in football, because in any sport, I mean, when I played, uh, basketball in grammar school and in high school, more specifically in grammar school though, um, my fucking dad was, or not my dad, but the coaches were parents and they was at all the games and there was a father kicked out of every game. Mr. Adams got kicked out of a bunch of games. Mr. Hall got kicked out of a bunch of games. I feel like my dad was at one game, got kicked out of a game. Uh, if it wasn't Gabe's, Gabe and Christian's mom, rest our soul, it was their aunt. But we, our school, Kellogg, my year, it was either, I think it was seventh grade. We got kicked out of a whole tournament. No doubt they was probably on some racist shit. We were often like the only black school, primarily black, because we had a couple white kids on the team. Like Pat, uh, Pat was on the team. Anthony was on the team. Uh, Big Derek was on the team. Like we had some white boys on the team. But um, we were often like the most, like mostly black schools at these tournaments or whatever. And 
um, we got kicked out of a whole tournament because we was arguing with the refs and yelling and shit, and with the other team's coaches. Um, and we had some issues with like parents coaching their own kids, or like, but and and like parents having issues with the coach, but never nothing crazy like that. Because because usually you keep that shit separated. I mean, everybody sees that shit like in Varsity Blues or Friday Night Lights, like these crazy parents or whatever that couldn't didn't play sports or wasn't as good as they was or was really good and want their kids to be as good as they were, whatever, whatever. I'm against having parents at practice. If you good with the coach and you trust them not to be whooping nobody's ass or whatever, you should kind of just leave that shit to the coach. They have to develop some kind of relationship. That's number one. Number two. You can't get the best out of a player, out of certain players. I believe, especially with some of these millennials, some of these younger cats that's like not facing a lot of adversity. Maybe especially with somebody who, whose father is rich, you know, who may not be used to hard work, you know, you may have to push them a little harder. You may have to push your, um, you know, your five, seven, 170 pound defensive end when the average defensive end is six foot and 185 pounds, you may have to push him a little harder, dad. So that's why you can't have coaches there. Because, I mean, if if he's going to be on a team, I mean, this is his last year, I'm pretty sure. But, I mean, you're going up against people like Jadavion Clowney. He's a defensive end. I think he's 6'6". He's a defensive defensive back. Is that what it is? Yeah, defensive back. He's undersized. If he's undersized and he's going to perform, you saw Rudy, you either got to have it in you or you got to have somebody push you to reach your maximum potential. That's what you got to trust him to do, Diddy. Maybe your son is a punk. Maybe he a little soft. I'm not, I don't, I don't know. Like these are football terms. This is what that hard coaching is supposed to get out of them. Can't be having these kids at the, can't be having these parents at the, uh, at the, at the practices, yo. Can't be having them at the practice. They wilding. These kids soft nowadays. You got to push them hard. Got to push them hard. You can't tease them no more either. You can't tease them. Teasing. I don't know about girls. I don't know about girls, but teasing is how guys learn how to do shit. Okay? Especially if your father not around. Or if y'all not cool like that. Shouts out to Father's Day. That just passed. Oh, that was my neck. Whew. Um. But yeah, teasing is how you learn how to do stuff. Who who has guys? Have you ever walked into the bathroom or you remember walking into the bathroom and seeing that boy who didn't learn how to use the dick hole in his pants and in his underwear yet? And he had his all his like whole ass out pause. Like he's standing at the urinal and like his whole buzz out. He's like, what the, what the fuck are you doing? Pull your pants up, G. Nobody taught you how to use your zipper and shit. You, what you five? You a little kid? You a baby? Your baby, you got to pull your pants all the way down to your knees. Ew. Ew. I'm going to go back outside. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Nah, he in there with his pants all the way down. This is what These are things that you said when you were seven, eight, nine. Maybe younger. 
I don't remember specifically. I just remember being very disturbed being older when you walk into the bathroom. <laughs> I remember once I went to the Sox game and uh, <laughs> we went to uh, at MPA. You used to go to the Sox game like every year with your, with the Fathers Club or whatever. And um, I remember going in the bathroom and this kid had his pants all the way down. I'm like, what are you doing? Ew. <laughs> Ew. I don't know if there's a female equivalent to that. But like guys know, like when you do that, it's like, what the, who didn't teach this dude to use his zipper properly? But you got teased about that type of shit. When you, you know, when you had on wax sneakers, you got teased. But this is how you knew what you wanted. I guess now everybody can Google shit and everybody can just shop online. So they know, you know, what the hot shit is. But you definitely got roasted if you didn't have the right shit. For sure, for sure. Or you learned how to, you know, come back. And and listen, these kids that didn't know how to get bullied or didn't get bullied. These are the ones that are police officers now. These are the ones that are authorities. These kids that didn't know how to socially adapt. These kids that got, you know, rused as normal kids do and didn't grow that that natural callus. And kids don't have that now. And you don't even know how to approach them. And that's why teachers, that's why teachers in, in like hoods now have like, have it really bad. They got it really hard because they can't, these kids ain't used to adversity, but they still, and they, the only way they know how to respond to it is to like lash out like violently. Rawr. This motherfucker from SC. I don't think it's I don't think it's a mental health issue. He definitely has some social issues. Everybody knew he had some social issues. You don't know how to, you know, take the 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 roast in in passing or the roast in jest. You don't know how to, you know, conform and take it. I'm like, okay, so we cracking jokes now, huh? Okay, yeah, I'm a skinny white boy with the fucked up haircut. And what? Okay. So, you know, your mama make you bologna sandwiches with that, with that uh, mayonnaise with the relish in it, nigga. Or don't say nigga, because he would have got his ass with. But so, come back with something. I seen your mom come out that trailer home. I know your lemonade ain't got no sugar. I don't know what, you know, I don't know what white people say to each other <laughs> when they talk about each other. But, you know, that type of shit. He didn't learn that. And then he, he he attached himself to a bunch of other outcasts in other ways. The big the big white boy who you know was overly aggressive, and everybody kind of fell back from it. Like everybody was like, "Yo, yo, what the fuck is you on?" Like nobody's feeling that right now. Nobody's on that except you. You the only one on that. Got physical real fast with people. You develop hate in different ways. And you attach yourselves yourself with other people that like hate because of these weird reasons, because of these odd, these uh, these inabilities to like socialize and grow. I don't know. Teasing works, man. I don't know to a certain extent. Like you don't want anybody like crying, but when it is, I feel like that should be one of the responses to teasing. Like, okay, so how did you handle it? What did you do? Were you were you just kind of number one, were you being weird? Were you standing off to the side? Be social, come up and holler at people or not holler at them, but you know, say what's up, sit down next to them. See, see what's going on. Find out what you got in common with people. Did they not accept it? Were they just being assholes? Well, then maybe they're just being assholes. You can't take everybody as an asshole. Come on now. 
Everybody's not the same, right? Right? Every nigga that wears a hoodie isn't a killer, right? Every black guy hasn't been shot nine times, right? Just like every white person that walks into a school doesn't have a gun on them and hasn't seen the Matrix the night before, right? I mean, we'd like to think about these things, so that's what we gotta. That's what we gotta teach kids. That's what we gotta teach people. Like you, you can't take one attempt at trying to be social or trying to make something work as the way it's always gonna work out. Jeez. So that takes me to True Detective. Because in True Detective, the new season just kind of popped off. And he's got a little fat son. May or may not be his son. Uh, you get that from the first episode. So I don't feel like I'm going doing anything spoiler alertish. But <clears throat> he's got a little bullied. Whew. He took care of that problem, didn't he? I don't want to. I want to comment on it. But I don't want to mess up anybody who might watch it because of of whatever or who hasn't got around to it but check it out the first season was hot i've talked about the first season matthew mcconaughey all right all right all right but um the second season the second season is cool um the father is crazy with the with the bully or whatever you, you'll see there's gotta be more to that but um <clears throat> vince is colin farrell uh once again using an american accent um i think it's, it's better i guess it gets better and better with him um, but I still like to hear him in his his normal. What is it? Is, where is he from? I don't know. But he's got like a Cockney or like a, a some kind of accent that I like from him. Um, Vince Vaughn is in it. Vince Vaughn is it me or is anytime he's trying to play a serious character, you just see that scene uh, from Made when he came in at the end. To well, I don't want to get that movie away either. But you know the ser- you know the serious part when you come in with the gun. When you finally get the gun, anytime Vince Vaughn is doing a serious role, that's what I see. I don't, ne- I can't necessarily take him serious. Maybe it'll grow on me. I hope so because last season was good, and I want them to shit the bed just because they try and get him to uh, get him on it. I also noticed that I think he has like a weird thumb. Not the same weird thumb that Megan Fox has. Like, not that short thumb. I think he has a weird thumb, like, his thumbnail grew over and, like, attached to the skin and, like, got long. I don't know. It's weird. It makes me want to, like, go back through some of his movies and see if I can spot it. Because I saw him on Jimmy Fallon, and it was really apparent. It was really obvious when I saw it. Um... But yeah, every time I see him, I can't really take him serious as a serious actor. But um, kind of like uh, what's his name, Kelso, um, Ashton Kutcher. Although I really liked him in the Steve Jobs movie. I don't. I, I, it got bad reviews. I didn't mind it. I guess this new one with Michael Fassbender is supposed to be awesome, but I don't know. I don't know how hot I am on him. He's okay. I liked him more when I realized that he was in Three Hundred, but. And I guess he's pretty good as Magneto, young Magneto. But I don't know. I thought Ashton Kutcher did an okay job with that. And then Rachel McAdams is in it. Um, she's she's pretty hot. I didn't see that. I saw her in Wedding Crashers, and of course she's the chick from um, uh, the Notebook. What do you want? <laughs> yes, I have a quote from the Notebook. What do you want? But uh, 
<laughs> yeah. But uh, she's in it. She's hot. I didn't see that movie with Channing Tatum and her. Apparently, she looks kind of thick in there. I need to check that out. This website, I be, uh, this forum I'll be on, they got like a little gif of her like turning around. And she had like a little like jiggle jiggle. You know, the jiggle jiggle when they turn, when they land hard, you know. Whew. Um, but yeah, True Detective is hot. Um, I watched Ballers. Uh, Ballers is cool. Over under uh, until they have to have a domestic violence case on there, right? Like when any, when any, um, any show that talks about NFL now has to have a domestic violence case in it, right? Like that's just, that's just like a definite, right? I, I think I don't know, maybe they got to do it. They got to do it. Got to do it. Got to do it. Yeah, so I didn't look at the clock before I jumped on here, but um, hold on, I just got a text. Hilarious. Um, I just got a text a random Danny Brown lyric. Remember when my first meal was school lunch? Now I, I can't remember the words, but it was raw. Uh, that's the Danny Brown. Uh, I can't remember the song, the name of. They used to play it at Adidas. I used to wild when it came on. It was one of the rare like hot hip hop joints that came on that we could really vibe out and get down to. Vibe out and get down. I don't know how old I sound when I just said that shit, but that's what that's what came out of my mouth naturally. Vibe out and get down. Vibe out and get down, dude. Hey, Jared. Put on something we can vibe out and get down to. Okay, guys. That's what that was. Eric Bledsoe trade for... Uh, who cares? Um, GameStop is selling old school systems and games. Everything's going back to the old. That's what's up. I guess. Kind of annoying. I feel like it's going back to the old now. That's why they got Colonel Sanders walking around on these big plantations with these buckets of slave chicken. That's what they might as well call KFC. If you're eating KFC, that's slave chicken. That will take us into Confederate flag talk. How the hell is it just coming down that we like we just now getting upset with the Confederate flag? Like niggas was mad about the Confederate flag. Two years ago, when Kanye was putting it on all his tour T-shirts, and Kanye was walking around with Confederate flag coats and Confederate flag jackets, people were kind of outraged when Andre 3000 had that Confederate flag belt on in the, I'm sorry, Miss Jackson, video. They was mad about that shit, too. The Confederate flag has not been cool for a long time. Seemed like might be getting some traction to take that shit down now, but white motherfuckers is going to be super pissed about it. White motherfuckers are going to be pissed about a lot of shit coming up, I guess. I don't know. But. It should, it's not old shit. Like, I don't think this is, like, asking for too much. <laughs> like, I don't think this is, like, coming out of nowhere. You see uh, this nigga, um, uh, Machine, not Machine Gun Kelly, the other white boy rapper. The one he actually hates. Uh... I know y'all out there like screaming it at the fucking radio right now. Um, the one from Alabama. His name is 
Oh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> what is his name? Let me look it up. Because uh, we had a thing on it. I know, um, <clears throat> uh, I think at the Puerto Rican Day Parade yesterday or this weekend, uh, somebody tried to ride down the street with a Mexican, with a, a Puerto Rican flag and a Confederate flag out the other side. And they tore his car up. I know I just clipped right there. But they tore his shit up. They was throwing bottles at it. They grabbed that uh, that flag and ripped it down. Yellow Wolf. Yellow Wolf is his name. Uh, Charlemagne the guy hates him. Charlemagne the guy hates Yellow Wolf. Takes every opportunity to talk about how wacky he is. But he recently posted something where he like put his uh, put his Confederate flag collection on display. So he's got like a jacket, all red with the bars and stars across the front. That's what they call it, bars and stars. I know I kind of sounded like a, a, a fucking pirate right there, but that's what they do. They pirate motherfuckers' lands and their culture. Um, but he's got it like on on some. On some cowboy boots and a little travel bin at the airport. He's got it across his face in the wintertime. But like that's his whole that's his whole stick. Like his whole thing is like I'm this country boy. And and once he found out that he wasn't really once he saw that he wasn't really getting no play on the rap side, even though he probably just like just like being bullied, he got bullied too much on the rap side. By motherfuckers whose job it is to bully people like Charlemagne the God and got sensitive and flipped and is now on like some straight redneck, straight like hardcore, worse than Kid Rock ever got. Like he's making music for motherfuckers that hate. And I don't even I don't even need to put in motherfuckers that hate. I feel like he's making he's not making hate music. But he's making music for people that hate, I think. It's very, very like good old boyish, very kind of like, like, why would you want to revisit that time? (laughs) Or like, why would you want to embody that sector of people? But this Confederate flag shit, I think they, I, I really, what, what, um, let's talk about these. Let's talk about the States. That still fly Confederate flags. States. Shit. Erase all this shit. States that still fly Confederate flags. Georgia and Mississippi. Damn. Jo- really? That's crazy. But I guess I guess I should have known that. I've been there a few times. Georgia. Mississippi. It's more than that, though, right? That's those aren't the only ones. They're still flying versions of the Confederate flag, I guess. Maybe they've come out and said that they stopped doing it, and they still fly these other ones. What was it? I just want a list. List. That's all I want. I want a list of states. Walmart has pulled all their Confederate flag merchandise. Like all these Alabama, 
South Carolina, obviously. I just want a list. I'm not getting a list. I don't know. I can't find a list. If somebody can send me a list, I would love to know all the states that still fly the Confederate flag. I'm sure there's still some parts of Texas, right? I hear Arizona is pretty racist. (laughs) I don't know if they still fly that flag, though, but I just want a list. I want to lose Walmart stops. That's crazy. But, um, yeah, man. This conf- And like I'm saying, like, this Confederate, taking it away in these states is only going to cause it to, like, show up more, which is only going to cause more violent situations because people, listen, man, we're not trying to see that flag, man. We're not trying to see that flag. And okay, okay, so here's a pl- here's a list of states that fly a version of the Confederate flag. This is the best I could get, I guess. Georgia, Mississippi, Alabama, Florida, Arkansas, Tennessee. They all fly a version of or just the regular shit of the Confederate flag. That is like, and I guess we do that a lot in America. Like, I guess we walk past or we go past reminders of slavery every day. Like, I guess every time you walk, every time you walk past or go down a street or go into a building that's called Jefferson, they own slaves. I'm sure down south, there's way more of an instance of it where like you're going down some road that's named after some plantation right there. Or, you know, there's some street with a tree on it where they hung niggas. Like we go through America. We go through life every day with more, with, with reminders of the shit that has gone on in America. And it's like, it's, I guess it's supposed to be like ignored in some kind of way, but it's not. And Atlanta, I mean, as much black money is in Atlanta right now, as much money as African-Americans and minorities are bringing into the state, Tyler Perry's motherfucking ass is down there, all the rappers that's down there, like, I just said motherfucking ass really aggressively, not because it was Tyler Perry, just because I say it aggressively. My mom's going to say something about me, something to me about that. I might try to do the next podcast with, like, no cursing at all, like a no curse podcast, but then I just use the letter MFNA. MFNA is motherfucking ass. Um, you see how I even put swag on that with your MFNA? Bang. We sit at my house all the time. At one point, my mom worked at a job where she couldn't curse, so, like, that was her thing. My mom had swag. My mom had, you know, vocabularistics and linguistics. Like she, she, she could, she, she would, she would mess with Ghostface Killer and Raekwon if she didn't think that talking rap was like really annoying. My mom is a sucker for a hook. That's what she likes. She likes, you know, one of her favorite songs is P.I.M.P. And that's got a good hook. 50 has good hooks. I don't know what you heard about me. But I've been kinging a dollar out of me. She's singing along. No Cadillac, no baby, you can't see. Then I'm a motherfucking P.I.M.P. 
That's like she gets she gets hyped off that song. Other songs my mom gets hyped off of. Um No Diggity by Blackstreet. Um Baby by Ashanti. And uh, that's really all I can think of right now. But those are songs she gets jiggy with. You put those on, and she you can kind of turn the frown upside down. And if you know me, then you know she is a frowner. Because I'm a frowner. And Bradley's a frowner. That's a different face. Bradley's got a different face. I've talked about Bradley's face already. Okay. Um. So, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and throw this up. On the SoundCloud again, thank you everybody for listening. Um, all of them have like over 50 plays, and except the one that's 30 minutes to all you people that was like they should be shorter. The short one is getting no love, but um, please, please, please keep listening. Please tell new people because it seems like when new people come, they listen to all of them. Which I really like. I hope that the uh, you can see that they get better, and um, you enjoy the content. Um, again, if you want to give me some topics, you want to throw some things at me. Um, I'm really good with relationship questions. You know what I'm saying? I didn't save some lives. You know, not my own, but I didn't save some lives. Um, so yeah, uh, hit me up, uh, Jared uh, Rojo on Facebook. You can search Rojo on Facebook. You can go um, Shy Rojo on Instagram. You can go um, Ro. What is my? Um, I think my 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 Twitter is just J A L A T J A Lathan uh, at Twitter. But I might do a, a Rojo Show Twitter just to make it easy. You know, what I'm saying get at me at the Rojo Show One. Tweet me at the Rojo Show One. But um, yes. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I'm about to get out of here and post this. And I hope y'all have a good rest of the week. Get at me with some topics. Till then, be good. Be good to people. I'm out.